And hello and welcome to another amazing episode of the Comic Thoughts Podcast. I am Coda, Mr. Kennedy Kennedy. And I am joined, of course, above me on my screen, don't know how it's going to go on the recording, by Sammy, the Spanish god, Crips. How are you? Why am I Spanish? Not Spanish at all. Not even the slightest. <laughs> uh, it, will, it, it, would make, it will make sense to one or two people uh, why okay. these intros are the way they are. How are you doing, Sam? I'm I'm alive and I'm drinking my birthday beer that came from a, a particular guest that is on tonight. <laughs> oh, oh it's not too warm for you? No, I, I put it in the fridge <laughs> when I got home. <laughs> uh, I am also joined by Ashrav Adul, the butcher. How are you, my friend? Hello, I'm good. Thanks. I'm the butcher. Yes, you are. Again, <laughs> one person will get all these references. I <laughs> <Our> one fan. <laughs> And finally, he is our guest. He is both Brett and Owen of the Heart Foundation. <laughs> oh, I... oh, come on. Yes. I, I have no idea. Yeah. Yes. The recording stopped. Oh, no, no it started on. again. Okay, yeah. What happened? So, amazing. You're introducing amazing. Brett. Anyway, <clears throat> lean if that helps. He That's is fucking <laughs> gold. It was me, not you. He is both yeah. Brett and Owen of the Heart Foundation. It's Brett Owen. How you doing, my friends? Doing good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Good to you be are, here. Yeah. You are, That's you are fucking, welcome. I love that that intro cut out for the first time. We've had a <laughs> problem for ages, and it's when Brett's joined. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what is up with that? It's so... legit not had technical difficulties since episode one. It's about time. Yeah. yeah we're, we're due for a technical difficulty. It was going to happen. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to what the recording will look like. Will it just like look like nothing? Like I didn't cut out at all. Everyone just jumped around weirdly. <laughs> Everyone complained about I mean, nothing. I mean, how it cut out. It might have been all right, but no. I mean, in a weird way. I, I, oh, you know what? It might record two separate videos. They'll have to edit together. That's oh, fine. That sucks. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> that's, that's more work for you. That's fine. <laughs> uh, it'll, uh, it'll take me all night to put it together. Oh, well, <clears throat> we'll figure it out. So. All right. Ashraf, you're in charge of let's, questions. Yep. Yeah, let's get into the questions. Welcome, Brett. I assume you're a long-time listener, first-time caller. You listen to our podcast? My, my cat's here. Cool. Oh. <laughs> got a mischief. Oh. Yeah. What's so the cute. cat's name? That's Loki. Loki. Yeah. Loki. Ah, of course. This is our second animal guest on the podcast. Actually, the third, <laughs> if you count Cappy, right? Yeah, we brought Cappy on once. Yeah. If, uh, the cat... I've, Hopefully the cat's knowing you're as uh, evil and uh, messed up in the head as Archie. Right. Okay, so, who are you, Brett? <laughs> what sort of comics do you read? Any notable things you collect? Um, well, I would say 99.9% .9 of my extensive collection is Marvel. So probably Marvel comics. Um, mainly, the I go to the older stuff. I don't read too much new stuff. Um... Yeah, like all the Silver Age stuff, the pre-hero monsters and horror, stuff like that. But then obviously, yeah, all the Spider-Man and X-Men, all the other Marvel titles, love them too. So right. yeah, I heard you have some really prized Spider-Man issues that Sam is jealous of. Show you. Yes. Yes. Let's see. Oh, show and tell. One that Sam wants and just slowly rip it. <laughs> 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 wipe your nose with it. Pays me first, yeah. Feed it to your cat. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, what I know that uh, how many books do you have all up now? Do you reckon? Um, like twenty three, 
thousand. Twenty-three thousand in your house. Uh, yeah, scattered around the place, like. Right. So there's a bunch of short boxes and long boxes. Jeez, oh my god! Goodness. You look like you live in a file cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few around, yeah. But, um, no, like I said, collect marbles, so they're all unique. I don't do variants, so yeah. Just straight comic books, right? Yeah. That's... Number crazy. ones, the way it's at, the first prints, the first volumes, the first yeah. everything's the best way to go. Pick up some good variant covers, but yeah, I'm all about first print. And, that. and all of them bagged and boarded and everything. Yeah, well, that's actually what I was doing just then. Got my recent stash Ashraf, to explain bag and boarding, <laughs> so what it is, <laughs> you put a comic with a board in this bag, right? And it keeps it safe. Yeah, something I got to learn. Actually. You got to learn how to do. <laughs> it kills me. I can't be fucked doing it. It's too much oh, work. <laughs> you've got some books that are worth some good money too, which drives me even more insane. I don't think it's worth that much. Yeah, you should check what that Venom yeah. 3 is sitting at right now. Or um, or the first appearance of the Batman who laughs or whatever. Yeah. That's also worth something. I don't know. I, I don't have any old comics like Red does. It's just modern stuff. Or you I mean, can say Connor. If your buyer is Todd McFarlane, that uh, first appearance of the Batman Who Laughs is fucking priceless. He yeah, loves he does, his Batman Who Laughs shit. He does love that sort of character. The, the Batman metal Bank stuff. Yeah. What, um, do you have a comic that is... What's the comic, I guess, missing from your collection that you need right now? Well, I think it's missing out of most people's collection. It was Amazing Fantasy fifteen. I think yeah. that. <laughs> no, I, I'm not sure really. Um, I'm trying to make a, trying to get. This is actually my list of comics that I'm want to get this year. I obviously get all of them, but probably wouldn't be able to read any of that. Uh, oh, wow. much like you categorize yeah. them and put them in a yeah, table I get like a tier one, tier two, and others. So it was like tier one's got like Avengers one, Journey into Mystery eighty three. Tier two's like. Some of the early Hulks, early Fantastic Fours. The things that I just want to fill in my collection that I haven't quite got yet. Instead of buying heaps of fillers, $1,003 comics like these, I should be buying one $3,000 comic, but somehow I still end up with them every day. So <laughs> That's insane. So this leads into my next question. Like... How long have you been collecting, and what drew to the hobby exactly? Uh, so I started collecting when I was about 11, 10 or 11. Um, and it was, because I'm old, just as the X-Men animated series and the Spider-Man animated series came out, the one from 1994, 1995. Right. Um, and I was like, oh, cool, like, this X-Men show is awesome. And then I saw the Spider-Man show. I'm like, oh, that's even better. And then... um. I was at the news agency and I'm like, oh, fuck, there's like a, <laughs> a Spider-Man comment. And I picked that up, started reading it. I'm like, oh, this is the guy from TV. And then that was Spider-Man 54. Um, and since then, I've been addicted to buying comics and sell a kidney if I had another one left. So. ASM 54 off shelf. No, 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 just the Spider-Man 54. So the 1990 run. Yep. Right. So I picked that up off shelf. It's Mark of Cain Part Three of Oh yes, Cain, Scarlet Spider, and Spider Man. I've actually got it framed, but I don't have to frame up. 
So I've got That's the original cool. comic that I bought, and then I re-bought a new one because the other one was all hacked up. So it's got the Scarlet Spider on the front cover, right? Just yeah, Scarlet Spider, Kane, and Spider Man are like fighting. Mm, okay, cool. I just looked it up in Google just to see what the cover looked like. <laughs> you should have not said that. You should have said that you yeah. remember that from the top just of your head. Just off the top of your head, knowledge, yeah, like, oh, just like yeah, dropping bombs. <laughs> no, uh, I'm, I'm not a liar. <laughs> I, I am many things. Uh, a, a deviant, an adulterer, um, but I'm not a liar. All right. <laughs> what's, all right what, with, with ASM then, what's, what's your earliest ASM? I think I know this, but... Pretty early. What do you think it is? You've got two, don't you? I've got two. Yeah. No, and I've got don't. three. You've got three and I don't have three. Your three so my- is inferior to my three. <laughs> <laughs> my goal is always just to buy the books that Brett doesn't have. And yes. then when he gets them, it's not important to me anymore. I just aim for them. <laughs> well, I'll get them someday. Just out of spite. Just a spite <laughs> Actually, so which ones do you have that I don't have? I'll just write a list down and I'll go get them on the weekend. <laughs> ASM3 is probably the only one, really. Probably Green Saber off, don't I? You've, 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 you've got Werewolf by Night, uh, 32, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. Uh, wow, well, this is the first time we've had another Werewolf by Night fan on the podcast. They are few and far between. Yeah. Well, if one art better than I do Moon Knight. Really? That's an interesting one. Have, Why is that? The reason I have Werewolf by Night 32 is because I was trying to complete the run of Werewolf by Night. You had the complete I did run. I buy my Werewolf by Night 32, the first Moon Knight, about 20 years ago for like 15 bucks. What are they now, Sam? How much was oh, your? I paid a couple hundred for mine, I think. What are they now? Like two grand? Two grand, yeah, easy. <laughs> mine's a pretty good grade too. I think mine's would if I was to sell mine now, and by good I mean it's probably like a five or something. I think I can get probably close to three grand for it. Yeah, because so, I worked out that I started collecting when I was young, and then I realised all the comics from the eighties and nineties would always be dollar, two dollars, three dollars, but all the ones from the sixties were always going to keep going up in price. So I'm there like seventeen years old, and I'm buying comics from the sixties instead of comics that are coming out. So that way I get all the full runs from under 100 X-Men. You thought ahead. <laughs> I think. Yeah. So I got Daredevil 1 to 100 before I had, you know, majority of the ones between 101 to 390 or whatever it was that ended up. That's that's such a great way of thinking. <laughs> I wish I uh, thought like that and said I was a kid and just bought every comic I could find and then would cut them up and put them on my books. But then I did the thing, it was like, I'm not paying $200 for Amazing Spider-Man number one. That's ridiculous. Yeah. $100 for a comic. And then like 10 years later, I'm like... Yeah, I did the same thing, but slightly different prices. I turned it down, a really nice copy for a grand. I was like, there's no way I'd ever spend a grand on a comic. And now I'm like, oh, fuck, I spend that. <laughs> way too often on a comic <laughs> you wish you'd spend a grand on a comic now 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 people charge a grand for a comic that came out 10 years ago fucking invincible number one is like yeah a grand <laughs> it's insane yeah, it's crazy I'm like the Miles Morales one that's pulled out four I told yeah. you 
Sam the other day, I was going through a long box of crap that I hadn't looked through for ages, and I found the alternate Fallout 1 to 6. There's a Fallout 4 in there, mint one. So now I've got four. And two of them I didn't even know I had until I stumbled on them. Four copies. Yeah. <laughs> of Miles Morales' first appearance. Yeah. yeah. And I, wow. I did have a fifth, but I sold it to, to Neville Howard. So if you're watching this, Neville, we got that just as they jacked up. So. <laughs> Grail Hunters Neville Ultimate also Fallout. runs a good podcast. Wasn't Ultimate Fallout the, uh, the follow-up comic to Ultimatum? The, I want to the, say yes. Yeah, the the like the worst event Marvel's ever put out, the one where Giant yes. Man ate the ate the blob because the blob ate Wasp, and Magneto was the bad guy, and nothing made sense. Yeah, no, it was Ultimate Fallout. Yes, it was like yes. I'm pretty sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't really, I don't remember reading because if it was if it was X related as well, I wouldn't have read it. Uh, Ultimatum was the cat jumped up and completely missed the table and fell on its back. Ultimatum was, was, was sort of X-related, but it wasn't. It was more Avengers with X-Men villains, and the X-Men was sort of involved. Magneto was just the bad it was, guy. It was right? everyone, wasn't it? Like, yeah, everyone never, was involved. I never really read the Ultimate stuff, because I'm like, I already collect all the normal canon stuff. And the Ultimate is just really, like, Bagley drawing Spider-Man worse than he did in... Because like, he was one of my favorite artists in the 90s, and then Ultimate Spider-Man kind of went a bit differently, and it was rewriting all the stories that we grew up with so yeah uh, is that was the point in the universe right to yeah reboot it and make it accessible to an audience do you think you've read most of your collection um i used to read everything and now it's pretty much stuff from i don't know like mid 80s down i'll get them when i read them um but like when i got a box the other day and it's just gut fillers like Silver Surfers, miniseries, some old Journey to Mystery, Hellcats, Gen X, Generation. Ooh, was that Crypto Shadows or something I saw? Yeah, um, I get it. I couldn't wasn't couldn't remember if I had it, and I actually do. So if you want it, Sam, it's yours. That's there. Yeah, but, um, I'll have to check. I don't think I have that one. But yeah, like I'll read stuff like the old Iron Man's like that, but other things. I just get to do the collection. Because um, what's your target? What is your actual target with your collection? Well, my original target was to get everything from January 1959 until Marvel Onslaught in the late 90s. But it's now pretty much up to, I don't know. I've got most of the stuff from the last 20 years, so well, most of the main titles. That's a massive lot of books to try and read. Can you imagine? <laughs> Let's just the new stuff anymore. Ultimate Fallout was the fallout of the death of Spider-Man, which has nothing to do with Ultimatum. Yeah. Yeah, see, that makes more sense. As yeah. to why it's the first it appearance of Miles Morales. I was trying to work out how they connected, but I thought maybe I just... Yeah, no, because Spider-Man didn't die in Ultimatum. He was one of the few characters who did not. There was a Spider-Man run through like a, like a couple of maybe 50 more issues, I think, after Ultimatum, and then he died. Um, and Ultimate Fallout was like dealing with just a bunch of people mourning the death of Peter, and eventually, I know Spider-Man. Yeah. Peter Parker. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. We, we so I, I read the death of Spider-Man because I bought, actually bought the Omnibus, but I didn't remember... Like, I don't know why I didn't pick up the, the rest of it, and that's why. Because I wasn't interested. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's your 
interest in the Ultimate Universe just petered down for some reason. Yeah. Petered down? Petered yeah, down? Right. Peter hey! Down. Oh, he, he got it in. He got it. Air horns. Oh, God. <laughs> Another Sorry. question about your collection, Brett. I don't. How did you maintain your collection since you were like eleven? You just like, I'm like brought it like from house to house to house. I'm super OCD. Like, I have this box for instance. I just I work out how many I need. So, Uncanny X Men Volume One to that, and the new volume starts there. I don't know if people can see that yet. And I've just worked out how many comics I need for each box. And then I just literally have them like all categorized and how many will fit in a box. And yeah, uh, the only thing that blows people's mind is everyone uses like clicks and all that. The clicks. Where is it? Or Sam's seen my checklist. This is my checklist that I need. It's a nightmare. It's literally a little book. Uh, literally. Oh my God, a literal book with writing in it. like the title and then I cross out the number when I get it. Holy shit. And I just go to conventions. So I used to try and do that, but yeah. I got so sick of carrying books and paper and stuff and I'd get frustrated because I was always forget it. And that's why I took the intense time to put my entire singles collection. I haven't done any of the collected stuff yet into clz well see i want to do put mine in that but i'm waiting to get another house and i can get the whole collection together in one room and then and just go one go box at a time yeah. yeah and what i did is i just put a little tick i'd literally do one box put a little tick and then put it you know back up but i'm probably i figured the other day i'm probably with all the stuff i haven't counted i'm probably at six thousand or so books and that's probably close to all my singles so not nowhere near Brett's got three times the amount. How old are you? How old are you? 30, 30, 30, 31. Yeah. So you've got seven years to catch up. Really? <laughs> well, I sold, I sold the amount of books that you have. Because remember, I bought an entire shed full, someone's entire collection, and I just sold them all because it was nearly all DC. So I just so sold you it all. Did you pay bucks for it? Or? I paid nothing for it. And I must admit, I made all my money back off two books. And and your collection, you also had like a collection back in Tasmania that got yeah. destroyed, right? Yeah, that was like I don't know how many books got ruined in that because I'd never cataloged them. What was that? Like, what fire or something? Or? Uh, when I moved here, they got waterlogged because we had all our stuff shipped over uh, in a boat, and the box, the two or three boxes that they were stacked up together, then wrapped and then next to something else, they all just got waterlogged all through everything. And that's where my comics were. See, that's why I'm surprised that you managed to maintain a constant collection since age 11, Brett. It's like, how what? Keep them, really? Like... <laughs> Not really? Well, no, I haven't really, like, had to move it like Sam's. Like, I started collecting, obviously, in my parents' house. Right. And when I moved out, when I was, like, whatever it was, 19, 20, whatever, I just left them at mum and dad's house. Oh, okay. And there's still, like, heaps of them there. Just, um, yeah, because I don't have the room, so I've got a small place, so it's easy. And then, I just, yeah, deal with them what I need to. Yeah. So. 
Brett's in the same situation I am, but slightly different in the way that our collections have filled the houses that we're in. Yeah. And it's time for upgrades. To the roof here. And then the the master bedroom has them all through the cupboards and then everywhere. My partner, Sarah, wants to punch me. She'll either... No, she'll probably leave me because of my comments. (laughs) (laughs) Her and Bryony will run away together and it'll just be you and me in a house full of white boxes. No, it's all good. It's all good. You can actually build another house with all of those boxes, honestly. Probably. Yeah. Uh, definitely walls with them in here. Because <laughs> I've got about two feet of floor space. Wow. Is Sarah not a collector as well? or? No, and she's never collected anything in her life, and she can't comprehend that I like collect. Like, I've got <laughs> toys up as well. I collect toys, other stuff like that. So it's... Not just talk bad, just yeah. just comics, and she's just like, I don't have the urge. I'm like, well, yeah, it blows my mind that she doesn't have a hobby like that. So, oh, yeah, Bryony's got books more so than anything else. So, with the only other person in this podcast that has a partner, sorry guys, rubbing we, it in. We gotta rub it uh, in. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she collects books mainly, so she's got. I mean, she's got a decent comic collection herself but in comparison to a book collection it's insane books take up way more space than she's even willing to admit so yeah Sarah does have a lot of books but I wouldn't say she collects them she just reads a lot she doesn't actively search out the you know book 49 of the babysitters club and then (laughs) sit there and wait book 50 comes out or anything like that so and of the of all of them, Babysitter's Club is the one that we'd all collect if we could. Yeah, right. I'm still so number fifty to come out. <laughs> That's getting a Netflix show, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, right. So let's move on to the next questions. Like for those of you that don't know, uh, Brett is one half of the team that uh, runs the Adelaide Comic and Toy Fair. So I was just curious, like, what drew you to running the toy fair did you like see um like a chasm in the adelaide toy community Um, that you needed to fill or it was was a bit of most laziness but then it turned into like fuck i didn't realize how unlazy you have to be to run a toy fair (laughs) (laughs) at first i was just like i had i'd been selling a bit of toys and um a bit of comics on facebook and then i had like video games, toys, and other comics that I want to sell as well. Um, and then I thought, well, I can't be bothered trying to post toys and stuff in the mail. So um, I was going to hold a little meetup. I'd been to other meetups that people had had in their backyards, and I decided, well, I'll hold one at my work, get everyone there, a few more people. Um, and then random strangers wanted to come, so I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this at my work. Um and then it was actually one of Sam's friends. She ran a um the Dutch club at Mawson Lakes. Yep. And we went down there and I thought, oh, yeah, fifty people will show up. Um and four hundred people rocked up and I was like, What the Fuck. hell? <laughs> and that was with like three weeks of advertising on Facebook. And, and the yeah. best thing was that the that Kate, the the friend of mine who was working there that um helped, or allowed the event and that to run in there. She made sure that the the kiosk opened at about nine o'clock in the morning, and they had beers on tap at nine, ready to go as well. Wow! So that was brilliant. That's, <laughs> That's the first good. one. 
yeah. club one. I don't know if anyone, if any of you guys came to that, where the place we normally had it, we couldn't get, um, and we couldn't get any other venues. We ended up having it at the German club, which was a horrible venue for the fair, but an amazing place for the vendors because, yeah, the same thing. <laughs> we had, like you guys know, Wally from the yeah, he's just sitting there with a stone of beer and he's on his um, bench at 10 a.m. in the morning just drinking that. And that's the I think that's the only time I've ever seen him smile. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was just great. We just had an awesome time. But yeah, it's a horrible place for the fair. But <laughs> I've noticed that the fair and alcohol together is a weird combination when that uh, weirdly happens. <laughs> well, it's hard now because the original ones we used to be able to bring a six pack or two when we were setting up. But now it's like rules. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's tape. evolved. Yeah. It's professional now. But yeah, no, and then, yeah, so I grew up from, from there, made it a bit bigger when I realized there was actually people wanted to come to this thing. Um, and, and actually advertised yeah. it and asked people, more people out there. And yeah, a couple of years later, and this is where we're at. And this like, started in which year? Uh, 2015, yeah, it was the first one. So, right, okay. Loki okay, wants to join in. <laughs> Loki. Okay. Um, um, yeah. yeah. The, the first Toy Fair I went to was the, in 2017. I thought it was great. It was at Christian Brothers College, I think. Yeah, yeah so that was the, the venue we moved to after the um, German the club. The Dutch club. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, oh, that was good in the city. That was, I had a great time selling at that. It was a lot of fun. Um, the catch-ups afterwards are always a good laugh too. Yeah, no, they were good because before it got crazy when you could just have fun. It was good, but now it's a pretty hectic day. <laughs> well, for the last one was, um, you know, very we're lucky that we finally got to have one run in Adelaide with all the COVID stuff that's been happening around, obviously around the world. Yes. But uh, just seeing the amount of people, everyone super happy, everyone having a good time, all the vendors like just constantly talking to each other and even and to customers or whatever just everyone everyone seems super happy in that how do you feel Brett with how like how many people are now dying for each time one of these like you know they want the event to hurry up and happen again like they love it I love that's, it so what, much. that's the reason the German club one went on because um, I'd had the obviously the Dutch club one and I think two maybe I think yeah two or three at um, Christian Brothers College in the city and then I couldn't get a venue and I emailed all the previous stool holders and said, hey, guys, sorry, I'm not going to be able to put one on. And then I got all these emails back and it almost made me cry. Everyone's like, no, this is like my favorite day of the year. Like, you can't do this. Like, it's <laughs> best catch up and everything like that. And everyone was just like saying, like, it's the greatest day ever. You have to do something. And that's why I ended up having the German club one. And I think that's, um, yeah, I forgot what your question was. No, you answered it, but yeah, I will, yeah. I will oh, yeah. agree. The, the German, the German club, uh, for me, was probably the worst one I ever. Like, if I had to pick one that wasn't good, that oh, was, yeah, it. It was a horrible one. Like, it was because I was just kind of threw it together. But but I spent yeah. all my like I didn't make any money because I was too busy drinking, <laughs> talking to people, and I had I helped out a friend that day. Um, they had problems with their FPOS stuff, so I let them use all mine, and we had to catalogue all their FPOS transactions, and that just became a nightmare for me. I made my own hell within what was going on. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, like you said, yeah, it's um, 
it's great to know that everyone loves it. Yeah, it's dude. Aaron. It's that's awesome. Lo I mean, this year's one is by far the best one. I it was like yeah, well, the selection of everything. Yeah. One I've been happiest the most with it. Went so smoothly and yeah, the new venue, the clothes you got there, yeah, it's it's amazing. Just working with them there and how much room there is to grow. So it's amazing how ravenous people are for the comic and toy fair. It's like you wouldn't think there are that many collectors in Adelaide, but they really are. It's like lines are on the block and everything, you know? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one out there and I've noticed this and I know me and Brett have talked about it before. I think even we may have uh, in previous uh, episodes, Adelaide has a massive collector community. And I know there's a big community of people that love the celebrities and all that other stuff that usually comes with like Comic Cons and events and things like yes. that. But Adelaide's actual like hardcore collector base is huge. And they don't really give a shit about all the other extra stuff. They don't mind if they, there might be someone they might want to get a signature from but they don't want to go and spend you know nearly a hundred to two hundred dollars for that because in their minds that is like a key book or a key item for their collection they'd rather spend that money finding that radical item and especially at brett's event usually everyone's doing fantastic deals and happy to do like you know barter and whatever else so i don't know i think adelaide is definitely the best place for finding and looking for those like particular items for collections rather than your big what i'll call fanfare yeah i think yeah i think that's kind of right i've noticed with the fair the people coming back the vendors that come back and they always have new stuff or the same people like sam you know the two guys that are always at the front the yes brothers, yes and they're there like the doors open at 9 30 i get there about seven or something like that and they'll be there before me. They'll be the first one standing there in the cold, with their bags ready to go. And to see people that are that committed, it just shows you how, how good the community is out there and what kind of people you have in Adelaide. They're two of the nicest dudes you ever meet as well. No, right. I want to go to their house. They'd have like the best house. <laughs> like crap. Well, not crap. Like stuff. <laughs> amazing toys and stuff. Yeah. I've seen one photo and it's like, these two really lovely brothers and they've basically got their entire collection. Oh, I, I'm not sure if they're brothers or friends, but they've got collections, their collection in one house and it's all your like um, gallery statues. And so they've got them in like these, in your white sort of box uh, Ikea style ones all the way around with a TV in the middle and stuff. Like they showed me one photo and I was like, that looks insane. Like one whole side was DC, one whole side was Marvel. It was cool. And there's a lot of them. Fuck. Yeah. I think I'm the messiest collector in Adelaide, probably. <laughs> like, <laughs> you might be. I was looked like Brett, Brett's room looks neat. Sam, your house is actually really neat for all of the stuff you have. Connor, you as well. And then like, I look at my room and it's like, it's like a tornado hit it, you know? It's fucked up. You need to grow the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but what we need to do is we need to go over and sort it out for him. Sam. Oh yeah, for free, definitely, for sure. I'll give you guys both French made outfits and we can <laughs> we can make a video out of it. I'll I'll right. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll come from so the costume. That Actually no, I, I don't agree to this. <laughs> I don't that like won't, people in my room. That, that that won't bite me in the ass later on in life. You put on your yeah, friends only thing, Sam. Yeah. Yeah, only yeah. fans. Friends only. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Welcome to Friends Only. That's our new one starting out. Yep. That's the VIP uh, entry list. That's the top tier. That's tier one. Tier one, friends only. Uh, So what's uh, any announcements for the next? Any little secret gossips or anything for the next fair? Oh, yeah. Yeah, secret. Exclusive. Comic Talks exclusive right here. Um, I don't know when the next date is. When's the next date? I think everyone could guess it since it's always Labor Day. So, um, yeah, October 4th, Labor Day, Monday. Whoa. You heard it here first, guys. Comic Talks exclusive, straight from the source. <laughs> Hard hitting journalism right here. I, I, I didn't know that at all. <laughs> I think we actually talked about it on the podcast. Labor Day for the last six years in a row. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, we talked about it after the podcast, I believe, actually. Yeah, right. Uh, we just had a discussion because uh, we were talking about a few things. Yeah, we were speculating when it would be. Mm. And I told them. <laughs> I was like, yeah. No, Sam, what, what you did was you said, oh, the next one will be on Anzac Day. And I'm like, you mean the one that just passed? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I got my, got my uh, yes, important We went there on Anzac Day as well. Yeah, yeah, we were there. You had a stall open. Yeah. I did. I was there. I was very much present. Well, yeah. uh, actually, before we move on, I'm curious, Connor, when, um, what year was your first comic toy fair that you grew? Like, was it? Oh, I've got uh, an even better question for him after that one. It yeah. was, it was the one. I think it was the first one at the Christian Brothers College. Yeah, it was. I yeah, know that because I know how many. Okay, then, how many have you missed since? Oh, he's missed a lot. Oh, uh, I've I've missed quite a few. I'm not gonna lie. Um, because what would like. Basically, I had I had no license, no car, no will to live, and no money. <laughs> the no money one. You do go to a comic fair. So I I I <laughs> yeah. I, I I went to this year's. Uh, I went to the last one last year, um, but I think between the the first one and uh, uh, the I went to um, the the one the, the first at the Christian Brothers College, uh, and then. The two since I've uh, the, the the ones in between there until like last year I didn't go to any of them and it had nothing to do with like quality or anything I was just a uh, depressed antisocial and didn't like the fact that I was walking to a toy fair with no money to spend on toys. Well, I made up for it. I've been to every single one. Yeah, you have. Funny enough, I might have. Is there any? I've not never seen Brett at a toy fair. Red, Brett's not actually actually there. He's just. <laughs> Hiding back, curling his like Monopoly type wizard beard, running ragged. <laughs> I didn't think anyone ran the toy fair. I just assumed it was like um, like an. People anomaly. all agreed, but yeah, it just yeah. happened every now and again. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's, the toy fair fairies like arrange it. <laughs> Toys, the toy fairies. Yeah, just just a couple of lads at like a bar. Oi, who wants to run the social media this week? Oi, Brett. Oi, Bob. <laughs> I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't know why they're uh, Irish. I assume fairies are Irish. Sure, why not? Let's jump into that next question because I like this one. Oh, yeah. Uh Well, we've been talking a lot about positive experiences and everything, but I was just wondering, Brett, as someone who is so involved in the comic and toy community, what's the worst experience you've had involving this hobby? Um, Personal experience or just like as a whole? Oh, yeah, both or whichever comes to mind first. The juicy stuff, mate. The juicy yeah. stuff. That personal is kind of like what Sam had. I had a box of comics 
I get stuff from the US and I'll like, instead of just shipping one comic at a time, I'll like get, you know, like a short box worth or like a box worth, you know, 40 or 50 comics. Um, and the ones that I get from the US are usually the silver edge bronze stuff that you can't get here. Yeah. And I had one come over and appeared to have sat on Perth airport runway in a cyclone and the whole thing was drenched straight through. I'd like stuff from the fifties and sixties in there. That is not good. That's terrible. And it's like, yeah, it's pretty messed up. It wasn't any huge keys. It was the first, um, Carol Danvers and some old strange tales, pretty horror stuff, mm -hmm. pretty hero stuff. The rest of it was like anywhere between 20 to a hundred dollars, but it was like, yeah, pretty messed up. So, and all the stuff I've ever had posted, I've never lost anything or had anything damaged. But then to have that rock up and have to sit there and kill through. Like, I think I think Sam saw the first... Actually, I've probably got them here. It was bad. It was real bad. I know that, like, Brett's been very lucky with his postage situations. Considering I've had nothing but nightmares. Yeah, that rocked up. Oh my God. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> so how yeah, was like, this? I kept all these because I dried them out and I'm going to get them pressed. You probably can't see them. They're like, oh, wrinkled. Basically stuck together. Yeah, wrinkled. see, that, you get that water wrinkle. The water wave. That's like, you know what I mean? Older ones like Sergeant Fury stuff. But then you can... Yeah, oh, that's, that's not good. And then, yeah. That, so what uh, did you get money back for yeah. that or yeah. well that was the thing the guy because i don't know if you guys when you buy through paypal um you can make a you pay through um friend um yeah friends like and family services, and then paypal you can print off a receipt make that the postage thing um well they do it in the us anyway which is what that is but the last thing that I paid for, he used that, and that was $200 US. So he oh, had so like 15 transactions of anywhere between $100 to $500. He'd just used the last transaction. So it was only insured for 200 US. That's ridiculous. So it's just like not accountable. But yeah. yeah. And then so we got all the PayPal things like, yeah, like that. Yeah. It was, I think it was like $500, $400 or something, and it's waterlogged. Wait, when did this happen to you? Um, like maybe a year ago. Oh, no, yeah. was that the start of the year? Around... Start of the year, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, well, the end of last year, because I thought it was taken a while because of Christmas, and then when we had all those massive storms around Christmas, it was in that, so... It was a bit shit. So that's probably my worst experience. But the other thing that I'm, people probably either hate this or love this, is I hate people that flip books. Like, I get it, it's a business and everyone wants to make money, and I do it as well. I am a bit of a contradict myself there, but I'm, I want to collect a book. The reason I bought, you know, this comic is because I want it for my collection kind of thing. Well, not that one, that's bad because I, Actually, yeah. I accidentally bought two of them, <laughs> giving to them instead of selling. No, and um, <laughs> like comics used to be affordable for the collector, and now it's more about people that buy it, you know, for 
they buy for flipping. Yeah, yeah they uh, yeah. they buy ten copies of you know speculators one so they can sell it for an inflated price. It's funny yeah. that you mentioned this. I was actually uh, watching um, there's a, the Quizzlemania show. The, no, no, it was a different podcast. Sorry, there's a wrestler called Colt Cabana, and he completely re uh, reinvented like the the internet wrestling scene and the uh, uh, how wrestlers made money with merchandise. And he was talking about how um, he didn't realize that there was a huge, you know, there was a huge flip, uh, but people buying to resell it. Uh, and he was he he did this thing where he was selling like these uh, old power coins of uh, like himself back when he was in WWE, and he'd sign them and he'd sell them. And he was like, this is great. I'm selling like 200 of these. And people were like buying like lots of 10 and whatnot. And then he didn't realize that he went through eBay one day that they were buying lots of 10 so they could flip it over and sell it for three times the price he was selling it for. And he was so mad, not because they'd done it to him, but because it was like, why didn't I sell it at that price? I didn't know people wanted to buy it for this. That's That sucks. It sucks for anyone like having a product that you want people to actually enjoy. And turns out that the people buying it from you are not actually... You know, using it, yeah. just trying to make money off of it. Like Sam was like Sam was saying he wants to get the Spider-Man run, and I'm waiting for a three. And you know that the fact that yeah, a lot of people want it, but then people buy it just to jack up the price. And you know, I think mm-hmm. like things like Dark Hawk number one, which is just ridiculous. That with people just like bending the the um like the prices on eBay and you can see heaps of books that sell twice a week and it's the exact same picture. And every time they go up by 10% and stuff like that. And it's, I think that's saying dark Hawk one sell for like $20. Why? And it's like, there are dollar bin comics two years ago. And then now, you know, CGC 9.8, you get in the hundreds for, and that all started off as a joke. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I mean. It was a joke and it's, I don't know, it just kind of ruins it for the collector. And I think that's, I probably sound bitter because of that, but I want to get, you know, X title one to a hundred and everyone, I don't want to get every single issue in there, but everyone wants number 30 because of some random character that appeared in, you know, a Marvel movie that they don't care about. And then that goes from a $20 comic to like a, $500 comic and I'll never finish my run and never be able to read that story out. Because now that. you have to be such on the pulse yeah. of the Marvel movies. If you don't know, like, cause I hate spoilers. So I don't want to know what's going to happen or know what characters are going to be in the film. And then I'll watch the film and go, yeah, that's cool. And then see a character that I love and be super happy about it. But then also be like, fuck, I can't afford that series anymore. Yeah. Cat's back. Yeah, Moon Knight nearly did that to me. As soon as they oh, announced the, the that, oh, I was literally, I jumped onto it. Like, I knew, everyone started talking about the rumors of Moon Knight showing up. So I bought his first appearance um, and I bought, and I already had most of Werewolf by Night. I just I actually had bought the Omnibus because I thought I'd never own uh, that book and I wanted to have the full run together to read. So I bought the Omnibus and then all of a sudden a guy put it up for sale at a price that I was like, no problem let's do this um but yeah i didn't didn't think i'd actually end up getting it there's been a couple of books recently that i've gone i don't think i'm ever going to get it and i've started going right i'm going to buy nice omnibuses or something or nice collected editions to have and at at least that way i've got them to read until eventually i might be able to fill in those those missing sections when I win the lottery or something. <laughs> well, I think that's things like omnibuses are good and that, but like we're saying with the variants and 
yeah. first prints. I need to. I'm too OCD not to get the first, the first print. print yeah. You know, like I've got a few reprints in there, and that of you know where my Amazing Spider-Man one, the Journey into Mystery '83, and that I've got the Golden Record reprints, which are like ones that were done. I think it was like late '60s or something. And they're a couple of hundred dollars each instead of a couple of thousand dollars each. So, yeah. they're pretty pretty close to the original, as close as I'll probably ever get. So, what about what about you, Connor? Have you got a bad thinking, experience? Why is yeah? Yeah, you, you go, you go, Ashraf. I got to think about this one. Um, well, I don't have anything, but I just want to talk about like the speculator thing. It's like. Uh, I I think what you're saying is true. I think sculptors and speculators are terrible, but I feel like for some reason the comic industry kind of relies on them. It's like when they have a character like Star or Punchline make a first appearance, I feel like they they gear the comic towards it being really prized for sculptors and speculators to buy. It's like Star like I feel like Star was partly made so that it can make a comic that can sell for a lot, primarily from speculators mm. so does that and I, i'm worried that like is the industry relying too much on that is it is the this group of people that we hate actually keeping the comic industry alive i don't know <laughs> well, um, yes yeah <laughs> in, in a weird way i mean like the, the other thing is like a lot of the um these issues these number one issues that they buy that they they scalp uh, scalp and whatnot like a lot of them are out of print, so it doesn't come down to the bottom line of the companies who are actually making the comics half the time. Yeah. Does it keep interest high? Yes, in a way, but only for a certain few who actually have an interest in that comic or have a certain interest in, in that character. I don't think scalpers alone, or even scalpers are really doing much to help. Um, if anything, it might actually be a hindrance because it is putting a price on, on comics, uh, raising the price on collectibles and toys and whatnot, and that's one of the things that stop people wanting to get involved in the hobby is is the price mm. so in a way i actually think the scalpers may actually be causing uh, a, an issue on that level that it's actually actively gatekeeping in a weird way uh by putting an actual price on the uh barrier to entry <clears throat> uh, i don't think it's keeping it alive i think it's actually actively a poison that's stopping new people from joining mm. yeah that's one way of looking at it um also, yeah, fuck I scalpers. So. I went to like six big W's the other day to find a transformer that just came out. <laughs> I, I almost didn't find one. Um, if it wasn't for an app. What transformer was it? Uh, actually, I'll show you the box. I haven't opened it yet. The guy on eBay, oh, so about found it. 15 of them that he doesn't need anymore, but you have to pay triple the price. Is that all right? <laughs> that one. Rodimus Prime, uh, Commander Class. Uh, I went to about a bunch of big W's and I went to one at, um, I won't actually say which one it is because I don't want anyone who knows her to, to get mad because she did something for me. There's a girl. Who works in a big W? Make it sound so dirty. There's a girl who works in a big yeah, W. Uh, I went to that big W. There was a guy there. I asked to help me find this guy, and we couldn't find it. He looked at his stock tool and said, "We have three or four, but I can't find them." And I'm like, "I'll go check another one." I checked like a bunch of big Ws, couldn't find it. This was last Thursday. Uh, I'm getting ready for work, and then I saw someone post on Facebook, uh, "Hey, I found Optimus Prime at the big W I was just at 20 minutes ago." That this guy was helping me look for one, and it was in the weird. It was in a corner somewhere, and I'm like. Oh my god! All right, cool. I was just there, so I made a call. I was like, "Hey, could you guys hold one for me?" And the girl on the line was like, "Let me just head you over to the person who was in charge that day of it all." And I talked to this girl, and she's like, 
uh, we can't do holds. And I'm like, I'll, I'll only be like, I'll come after work. I've only got three hours. I'll finish at four, be there by 4.20. She's like, oh, we're not meant to do holds because of this, this and that during the toy sale. And I'm like, all right, do you have a toy sale going on? What if I come right now? And she's like, how long will you be? And I'm like, 20 minutes. I'm like, and she's like, goes quiet and goes, I'm not meant to hold things for customers, but I will see you in 20 minutes. Yeah, cool. And I get there, and they're all sold out. This is the last one, and she had a, a like she had a trolley that she was using for stock take stuff. She had it under her um her high vis jacket on the trolley, hidden for me. That's oh, wow, awesome. like a fucking drug dealer. Yeah, and I, that's I actually the best experience you've had involving Darby, probably. Yeah, no, genuinely, <laughs> it was awesome. And like this, this thing is actually uh, we're like the first to get this officially. Like Australian Big W's, they made a deal with Hasbro to be a part of their toy sale, so this was highly sought after. 110 bucks when EB selling it for like 180 when the they get their hands on it. And this is two months early uh, to everyone else. No one's going to get it till the end of July. We got it at the start of June, so that's why everyone was after it. Big W's that's, deals. That's uh, it's weird. Big W and Maya often get things in a lot earlier than most people, or it's just because their staff don't usually check the release dates. It was break street day. Yeah. yeah, I talked to I talked to the guys who run the uh, the toy worlds here. So the ones that jet across, the ones that um, run the mall, they're run by the same people. Those two specifically, um, and they've talked about like they want to get their you know noted as collectors, uh, like a collector's store. They're not known as a collector's store at the moment, so they can't get access to things like like Zing can. Um, and they were like talking about their weird frustration. It was like, but Maya gets stuff all the time, and we have no idea how they do it. Like they literally like we don't know what they do. I can tell them how they do it. Yeah. How Sam? Exclusive comic thoughts. Same way I was doing it. I had some under the table and put said Ivy's vest over it. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Just does that on a larger scale. (laughs) I just get a really big high vis. And uh, so basically, with any of the companies, because most of that exclusive stuff we all know comes from pretty much Entertainment Earth. Uh, Entertainment Earth will send to Australia, but because Australia has a bunch of stupid licensing rules, they won't send 99% of the exclusives here unless you have a big franchise deal with them. So all you have to do is open up a, uh, uh, a shipping address in the US. My suggestion is using Shipito, 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 whatever, Shipito. Oh, Shipito, whatever the hell it's called. I can send you a discount code for it too if you want to because I've got the two I use. Um, and yeah, you can actually uh, entertainment earth and that will send the stuff there. And then that opens you up to being able to order anything through uh, that as long as obviously your business. And on top of that, uh, another smart thing is that with ship it too, you can choose particular States in the U S that don't do tax. Ah, so you save more money. It's still not a cheap process because obviously you have to get everything to that warehouse. Then you have another, so it goes to that warehouse and I think you have about 23 days to 30 days of it sitting in the warehouse. You choose then if you want it all boxed up in different packages altogether and then it sends down. So you do have to pay shipping obviously from let's say Entertainment Earth to the, the warehouse and then from the warehouse to here but it's the only way to get those exclusives or pay scalping prices which fuck that <laughs> yeah so you're better off if you're a company that can afford to do it uh that's how you do it so that's very simple connor just start a company yeah <laughs> yeah start start where i left off yeah 
uh, I'll I have take... the Nerds Paradise name. Might as well I'll, run with it. I'll take <laughs> over it and and run it. Uh, I mean, like Sam, I don't think you understand what what, what it means to pass over the Nerds Paradise name to a to a, to a white guy. I don't think you understand the political implication yeah. <laughs> of, uh, of, of another of another nerd store. Yeah. My God, Brett, you just have the most straightforward. These motherfuckers are not as funny as they think. Look on your face the whole time. <laughs> I love it. I just have no expression. <laughs> so, yeah, so and, uh, the other one. Yeah. I, w- I want to find the thing that breaks you, but it won't be me who does it because I'm not as funny as I like to think I am. <laughs> well, I. I was, I was, I was like worried where that was going. Wait, was that was that was that forced, or did I actually get you with that? Sure, yeah, you got it. Congratulations! Oh, shit. Mission accomplished. God, that was. Thank you. I'm done. Bye, everyone. Play me off. What's the end? <laughs> I think yeah, Brett's a true stoic. I went out drinking with him, and he was still straight faced. Then again, I guess you didn't drink that much then, I did you? It sounds uh, funny. Not as much as some people. Yeah. Right. Some people who Sam seemed pretty gone. But... I was fine. I was alright. I was He's good. Right. Uh, That's what he drinks every time. day. Well, the, the thing is, is, like Sam is like you. Maybe from your perspective, you're fine. No, he was fine. <laughs> no, yeah, I was gonna say Ashraf was one of the last people to leave. Yeah, like yeah, second last maybe. Probably. I think Otzi Otzi was the last one, and then I still chilled out in town for another like two hours or so, and then I went home and yeah. How'd you go home? Uh, yeah. I Ubered. Like a two hundred dollar Uber. That's ah, like thirty five bucks at that time. Yikes. Yeah. Jeez. So. Any more anyway. questions? Yeah. So Brett, as someone who's technically involved, like so involved with the Adelaide comic and toy uh, scene, and who's been collecting since they were ten years old, a whole range of things, toys and comics and stuff. I want to know what you want the future of comics and the collectible industry to look like. Like, we always harp on about it every episode, even though we don't know shit. Um, well, obviously, I still want comics to get made, like physical paper comics. I know that's a dying medium in a way. Like it'll go to a lot of electronic stuff. Um, but I feel that's the lifeblood of the industry. Um I, don't know, I like like I think it's good what they've done and brought it into such a pop cultural thing with like the MCU and Batman and stuff like that. Right. I think that'll keep getting better. Um and I want them to kind of break away from the kid mold and actually you know, look at what Netflix was with Daredevil and the Punisher and stuff like that. And then imagine if Daredevil and the Punisher had come out in the MCU you know, Amazing. five years ago, ten years ago, how much different it would have been. You know what I mean? Like you would have had, yeah. So it'd be good to see stuff like that. Them actually portrayed they are the way they are in the comics a bit more. Um, you know, like you see like the Frank Miller stuff, like Sin City and mm-hmm. and that movies like that, which are true to the comic. So I don't know. Um, yeah. It's interesting because they got Moon Knight coming out. We've talked about this a few times. They got Moon Knight coming out on Disney Plus. How do you think they're going to handle that, Brett? Well, that's that's what's it's it's a worry because Moon Knight definitely is one of those Netflix style kind of. It's the way it should be, dark and gritty. Mm. But then it's how are they going to 
Yeah, pull it off because Disney are all like, like fluffy and cuddly and all that kind well, of stuff. Well, they've got Star now. That's my thing is maybe <clears throat> they'll do a Star release for some stuff. Well, I had thought that. I think Star's... Yeah. Like Modoc. Yeah. That they'll try to do, yeah, maybe like Hulu and stuff in the US and like they have with yeah. other things like Hellstrom and Cloak and Dagger and stuff like that. Use their ABC connections or something. Yeah. yeah. I suppose. Um, I'm just sorry. I was just gonna say that, like, um, just with the Moonlight comics I've read, like with Bendis and David Finch and stuff like that. I don't think he's that, you know, gritty and violent. Like, it, it, it was a teen comic, yeah, but like, you can still do stuff like that in a PG. I mean, PG thirteen movie. I feel yeah, or PG thirteen yeah. series. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna do the Captain America scene in a uh, Winter Falcon the Winter the the the. Yeah, cuts yeah. the guy's head off, so they might I be out of much stuff. Well, then they were saying that's the most graphic thing that's ever happened in the MCU, which is true, I guess. Yeah, and how shocked people were, and I thought how bad it was, but yeah, hopefully they can start to expand it a bit. But at Maybe, the end of the day, it's, yeah. it's all about selling merchandise and getting more people to subscribe to Disney Plus. So, Moon Knight stabs a lot of people, like, he's often stabbing people. There was a run where Moon Knight um, ran into Deadpool, and this is when he pulled out like a, a crescent, like a like a proper long sword, which I thought was cool. I'm surprised he doesn't use that more often. He has like a full sword available to him, and he just he realized that he couldn't kill Deadpool, so he just had to stop him. So he just cut him up into like cubes and left him there to regenerate. He's like, I can't deal with this, and just cut him in pieces. Yeah, it's too That's annoying. Kind of the thing, like same with how much they're they're probably going to trim it. <laughs> You know, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool from one and two, and then Deadpool three, they're like, yep, yeah, Ryan Reynolds is going to do it. But at the end of the day, he's probably going to have like 10 seconds of talking and get to say shit once, and then that's pretty much it, kind of thing. Like, and it'll be all weird references. Apparently, rated R. They've confirmed yeah. they want to do a rated R. So it's already 100% going to be, you know, basically Deadpool 2 because Ryan Reynolds was you know, in charge of Deadpool 2 as well. So it'll be the sequel to Deadpool 2 uh, in a weird way. They'll probably make a PG-13 version as well. They yeah. might do that. I yeah. actually didn't mind. How did we feel about that? How did we feel about that? In the I didn't room? watch it. <laughs> didn't watch it. I didn't watch the uh, PG-13 version. Did Why would we? Was yeah. it the Christmas special or whatever it's called? Yeah, that was yeah. it. It was the Christmas one they rated and then they're like, I think some of the profits went to charity as well. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and uh, they had um, the guy from um, Princess Bride in it. Yes, Fred Savage. Yeah, yeah, Fred Savage. He yeah. kidnapped the guy from Princess Bride, and that's how they framed the retelling. They actually like uh, probably the best way possible metatextualized the entire remake. Yeah, even though that sounds funny, I still wouldn't have watched it for that. <laughs> it really depends if you want to watch Deadpool two again, I suppose, and and how much of your uh, your love for Deadpool two comes from the the R rating. It was okay. Oh, I like, like them. Who's that guy from the X Force who like vomits like green stuff? Zeitgeist. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Zeitgeist. Brad Pitt, the Invisible Man. Yeah. Was uh, wasn't he? Didn't he have a different name though? The Vanisher. The Vanisher, and then there was Bedlam. Um, Terry uh, Crews. Was, Terry Crews and there was also another guy. Yeah, Shatterstar. Shatterstar was cool. Yeah. Who, yeah. I like how he had green blood because no one believed he was an alien. Then he had green blood. It was like from oh. the planet, whatever Mogul. I don't know. Like, yeah. Mojo World. Mojo, Mojo World. World. Yes. I think they just had it that he was an alien, not from an alternate dimension or universe. <laughs> I would like. 
I like how like, in the actual trailers they had uh, more scenes of them doing what? stuff as like yeah. a way to to yeah, fool you. Uh, we're now waffling about Deadpool. We are. So we are. Let's, Sorry. Let's uh, let's uh, rein this in. What's the what's the time situation? Are we about an hour in? Uh, we're about like forty six minutes in. Forty six minutes. Yeah, we're racing through this. What you know? the hell? <laughs> That's the quickest we've ever gone. Yeah. Um, I love your sex tape. Since we have um, since we have extra time, let's just talk about the newest episode of Loki. Why not? Uh, have you watched it, Brett? Uh, yeah, I watched the first two. So you guys have watched it? Yes, yeah, first yeah. two. Yes. yes. Good, good. Yes. Yeah. Um, so spoiler alert, I suppose, if people ever watched Loki episode two, uh, female Loki's kind of hot. Yeah. Yeah, and GL. Yeah, she's... So is male Loki, but we, I, mean, I guess but... we all knew that. Dude, I'd take them both. <laughs> like, I'd, it'd be worth it. <laughs> like, I called this last episode, but I think they're going to have them screw each other. you called out Loki. <laughs> Loki and female Loki. It'd be it'd be yeah. easy not to fuck up who it'd be because they both feel included. It would be like the least awkward threesome ever. <laughs> but for um listeners, he's not talking about uh, Brett's cat Loki. He's talking about <laughs> oh, oh, Loki from the show. I no. I so I'm just gonna say it was a great episode. Loved it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, heaps came for the next one, uh, which is tomorrow night. Um. Yeah. Uh, the, the, there's not enough reveals yet for me to be shocked by anything. What do you think's going to happen in it? Like, there's all the talk about Mephisto and stuff, but there's been talking about Mephisto in every Disney Plus series. I know, right? Yeah. And then they showed the the kid in the in the church, and they had the, the stained glass. Thing. Yeah. But I think that's like a kind of to throw everyone off to think that in a way. Yeah. Yes. Joke. Yeah. yeah. Their props guy's really good. He's having a good time fucking with us all. I yeah. mean, there's also the, you know, the metatextual symbolism or whatever is like the devil. Yeah. Yeah, Loki is the devil. Well, the thing is, yeah, like, the horns, yeah, yeah. The thing is, is like in the Marvel universe, Satan himself exists. There's like eight, nine devils. I think there's nine hell lords. Dormammu's one of them. Mm. Like, we people, like, people, we don't know. Mephisto is not the only devil in the Marvel universe. We literally have son of Satan, Damien, running around. <laughs> yeah. But we don't know if that's true for the MCU. We don't have to trip the MCU, but I mean, like, how we might we might have a better idea of what's going on after. I actually think Thor: Love and Thunder because we got. Uh, I'm not sure if you knew this. They cast Zeus. Oh, what? They cast Zeus. They cast. That's uh, just a rumor, right? Russell Crowe. No, Russell Crowe was a uh, uh, Russell Crowe oh, yeah, no. cast as Zeus. No, that's so, cool. So yeah. So they're gonna be, you know, because they got Gore the God Butcher. They're gonna visit a bunch of gods, which implies that there's at least Greek mythologies, which implies Hades exists. To an extent. Yeah, but not necessarily. He's the devil. They'll just make it like yeah. um, nor the Norse mythology stuff, where they're just aliens, right? They yeah. could do that. But like the, it, I feel like it's it's one of the other things where they'll like sort of go. It fits into both the category of science and magic, where it's like they, they are aliens, but also at the same time they really are gods. Their le- their power level is just kind of lower than what we expected. So what do you uh, think ha- happening Loki in the end? Do you think what's going to happen with female Loki? Do you think? Well, I mean, she's the Enchantress, essentially, isn't she? Yeah, well, that's what yeah. I is. Do you think it is Enchantress, or do you reckon... Because they... response that... to the name Loki. Yeah. She, she, no, she she sort of did. She she said... The only time she responded to the name Loki was like, oh, don't call me that, call me uh, Brad or something like that, as like a joke. Randy. Randy. And she has blonde hair, the green the re- green stuff going on, and he, Loki even said, oh, enchantment magic. How... Oh, like yeah. childish or something like that. And then you've seen in the credits, it says... Um... Sylvie. Yeah, 
still be Laufison. Yeah. It's not Laufy. No, Laufy daughter. Laufy daughter. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what, yeah, the. So. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it could be Enchantress and then it's, you know, just sums it but up. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, the Enchantress name and gimmick has been held by two separate characters in the comics. Uh, an Asgardian and a woman, like a human woman. So it could be that they're playing off the Enchantress as like a, uh, like a, a more of a, a role that can pass down. She's from an alternate timeline, so she could be that timeline's Enchantress. And then the, maybe there's like an actual Aurora. Uh, I believe her name is Aurora, the Enchantress, uh, who's the main Enchantress everyone knows. Could be. Is it Lorelai? But um, Lorelai is a separate character. Than the sister of Enchantress. Yes. Um. It, it doesn't make any sense because she, I mean, you talk about that Radney scene, but she also responds to being a version of Loki. Like she says, she's a superior version of him, you know? Like, yeah, but different name. Yeah, yeah but she's still a Loki. Actually Loki. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she might be aware of the fact that a male version of her called Loki exists and is aware of that through the, the, she has knowledge of the TVA, so she has to have knowledge of alternate timelines and variants, so... Maybe she knows that most alternate versions of herself are called Loki. Or, or, Loki is just the boy version of Enchantress. <laughs> <laughs> Enchantress is the original one. This whole time, that's what they're trying to play off. That's all it is, it's just yeah. Enchantress is, yeah, they're just like, by the way, it's uh, Loki's just, he's actually the shit one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you like the episode, Brett? Yeah, no, it's been great. So, hopefully I've been all right. Not too annoying. Back sound. No, no oh. um, the, this episode, you were talking about yeah, Loki. Loki, Loki yeah, Loki, oh, Loki, But, no, but no, thanks no. for sharing your thoughts on this episode as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is all right. Yeah. Um, no, 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 yeah, I thought it was great. So the first one was really good, kind of setting it up. Um, it was a bit slow, which is what I thought it would be, being that it was setting so much up. Um, but yeah, they're right into it now. Like, yeah. It's great. So, and it's going to be short and sweet. There's only six, I think. Is that right? Yeah, there I is think it's yeah. I think it's so we're a lot gonna of be halfway through. Yeah. For um, probably Spider Man and uh, Doctor Strange as well. I think maybe even introduce like set up Ant Man with if Kang shows up. I right, and Kang so, will show up yeah. at the end. Yeah, they 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 did reference. Do you think Kang is secretly one of the Time Lords, or is the Time Lord? Like, time do you keeper. think that that could the yeah. Time Keeper? So Time Lord from Doctor Who. Timekeeper. Uh, so um, versions of Kang in the comics. It's like how they're gonna. Yeah, which one are they gonna choose? No, he do random stuff like bring him in as Doctor Doom, and that's how the Fantastic Four appear. And there's like thousands of crazy different theories and stuff. So, I'm fan theory. What if like the the Timekeepers like is because they're all blue, so they could actually be it could be Kang. What if the multiversal war was actually all Kang, like it was Kang versus Kang, and it was about superiority? So the reason he wants one timeline is so there is only one Kang, so no one can fight him because he believes the only one powerful enough to stop him is another Kang. That's good. That's a good theory. Yeah. Which could lead into the whole Iron Lad thing because Iron Lad is Kang. Yeah. So maybe Iron, Iron Lad can be the hero of uh, of the second saga yeah. Of, yeah, of the MCU. The Young Avengers and brings all the people they're setting up at the moment. Kate Bishop. Mm. Everyone. Yeah. Do you think we're going to get a Young Avenger so, in this series uh, at some point? Do yeah, you think it might be Young Loki? <laughs> yeah, today it was they announced that Fantastic Four is the final one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kevin Feige. 
So yeah, in phase four. So they'll probably set up everyone and then phase five will be Kang and the new Avengers or something. So Phase five yeah. will be essentially okay. reassembled, won't it? Right? Like it'll essentially be like them basically bringing like, the pieces back together of uh of what the Avengers were, right? Like this is setting up for that, and then phase five is like me going like basically let's fix this because shit's gone too out of hand. Yeah. Well it's pretty much what they did before Avengers. Yeah, they introduced Thor and Captain America and Iron Man and everyone. Hulk got all the characters <laughs> together and then actually um yeah, so maybe that's what they'll do here. Which is the wrong way to do it. You know, you know the way to do it is to do one is to do one solo movie, then do the crossover movie, then do another solo movie, then do a separate team movie that has nothing to do with the final movie, and then do the team movie, and then do the director cut. Yeah. Yes. Like seven years later. <laughs> Justice League. Did you watch the uh, Did you watch the uh, Snyder cut, Brett? I watched um, big fight scene. And that was more than enough slow motion for me. And I just, yes. I like skipped it whenever that was. And then just, yeah, watch like 20 minutes of action. And I was just like, no, nah, done. You, you would have thought that fucking Zack Snyder would have like asked Michael Bay for a favor in this movie based on the amount of fucking slow motion shots there were. Yeah. What was the stat? It was like, it was 12 minutes of slow motion or something crazy. Oh, something yeah. insane. And you took it out. You like, it was like half an hour's worth. Yeah. felt like a more. Like the flash stuff sort of makes sense for that to be slow motion every now and again, but no, that was it. Twelve percent of the movie was in slow motion. Yeah, crazy like that. Yeah, God, it was also very square. Very <laughs> square movie. <laughs> letterbox. Because it was shot in that. It was shot in yeah. letterbox. Well, but all movies are shot in letterbox. Yeah, and then they blow them out. Yeah, mm. or they do the black bar thing. I don't know why he has to be so pretentious with this. Well, he's Christopher Nolan's friend, so he has to have a thing. And he got his right. music videos. <laughs> now, how are we doing for time, guys? Uh, the time, we, we've hit 56. All right, can we call it that? Because by the time you do sign-offs, it's going to be time. Uh, that's a fair call. Well, <clears throat> thank you for joining us on another amazing episode of the Comedy Thoughts uh, podcast. Uh, thank you, Ashraf and Sam, but you're usually here. But thank you so much, Brett, for, for coming and joining us. Brett, 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 Brett. Brett. Yeah. No, thanks everyone, guys. It's been good. Uh, anytime. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely have you again to talk about more uh, fair stuff as we get closer to the next one. And we'll probably also get you on maybe during the fair, as I have some plans for uh, doing a Comic Fots thing there. Oh, sounds good. Um, just bringing this on him now live. Yeah, yeah just like, if I do it now, he struggles to back out of it when everyone <laughs> yeah. starts hearing it. It's a, it is yeah, a dick it. move. <laughs> <laughs> Sam knows what he's doing. He knows it's wrong, but he does yeah. it anyway. Also the title on my sex tape. Oh my God. <laughs> some implications there, dude. Uh, it is disturbing. It's it is it is like a pop song that yeah. doesn't understand what the lyrics they are writing is. Yeah, have you guys noticed the amount of pop songs that write lyrics that sound really uh, non-consensual? Yes. Now hit that stop recording. Bro. Are you allowed to hear pop songs? Am I? What? <laughs> Nothing. Am I allowed? I don't know. I was just I I was listening to Olivia Rodrigo the other day, and then I was like, I feel like twenty twenty one might be like the cutoff date for listening to like teenage pop. I feel like it's after that. There's a the frequency is too high for people older than that to listen to the song. 
I don't have a choice where I work at OTR. They have a fucking shitty pop music radio station going all the time. And you know, what's worse than the music is the fucking hosts who think they're funny. I don't like this podcast, actually. Oh, Jesus. Oh, don't God. disparage the podcast He's getting, the all, podcast. getting all despairy again. Just end the recording now. Why are you so right. negative? Bye. It's supposed to be Bye. positive vibes. <laughs>